Hey everybody, welcome back to the Borderline Person Podcast. I am your host, Kyle A. Baker. Aha. Told you a little hint of my middle name. <clears throat> Why does it sound like I'm sick? I'm not sick. Uh, maybe it's because I just napped. Maybe it's the uh, the nap, the nap voice. I don't think that's a thing. Maybe it is. <clears throat> Uh, today is Saturday, September 20th, 2014, Oh boy. Uh, yeah, just, just took a nice refreshing nap. Although I don't feel very motivated at this point in time. I did get up early today. Uh, well, I should just say I woke up early because I always wake up early. Um... Went to the market, and I went to this new grocery store in town. By the way, uh, I am going to have a little... uh, I've got a little beef with uh, Google Maps. Um, So this new grocery store, it's called Hearts Grocery Store, I believe. Um, Yeah, it just opened up uh, a month or two ago, and um, I haven't been to it yet, uh, but everybody says really cool things. But anyway... Uh, I went from the market to the gas station, and then I was like, I need to get a few things. Um, should check out this place. I've been meaning to go. So I thought people said it was on e- off of East, which is a main street in Rochester, um, which I was actually off of, well, the gas station I was at, um... But for some reason, I, I mean, I didn't, I put it into Google Maps, but I, I usually, um, uh, I, if I know where something is, kind of, I'll just look to see where it's around or something, uh, or just be like, oh, okay, I know where that is, and then I might not use it to go there, but uh, I, I did it anyway, because I, I just didn't know where it was, and uh, accidentally, well, it told me to get on the inner loop. But then uh, I got off, I went in the wrong direction, so I got off and turned around. But then it made me go all the way to the South Wedge, which is uh, southern part of the city. And I ended up just doing a gigantic, unnecessary U-turn to where I was going. And if, I mean, one, I felt like an idiot, because I knew what, I mean, I should have looked at the map to see where it was. But... Because it was right off of East, it's where a lot of places, you know, a lot of coffee places and shit. So, um, I mean, it kind of was where I was picturing it, where people were telling me where it was. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, I just spent like almost ten minutes for no reason. Google Maps. All you had to tell me to do was take, you know couple streets actually I wasn't off of East Main I was off of I was off of East Main not East but I mean that's only a couple streets to turn from where I was and then I mean it was not even a mile away so what the fuck Google Maps why did you do that I don't appreciate it but it was a morning anyway so it's not like it was crazy out or else I'd probably be even more uh upset um yeah, food's been pretty stable, in case you were wondering. Uh, yesterday, uh, I mean, a lot of kind of 
well, to start, I've had a lot of good news. Um, I got a, I moved my cubicle yesterday. So now, so I got, I got back to myself, I'm not sharing it. Um, and I also, uh, did get a nice raise, very, very nice raise. Um, but, uh, yeah, that starts Monday. But following that um, was a day and a half of just fucking, uh, just shit, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about some of it. I mean, it's kind of, uh, well, I mean, I talk about everything. It's just not, I don't know, involve somebody uh, that I was really close with. Not that I'm not anymore, but... Uh, some shit went down, uh, kind of, it was unsettling, to say the least, um, but I kind of bounced back pretty quickly, I mean, I'm still, uh, a little, uh, I don't know if perturbed is the correct word for this particular, uh, way I feel, but, um, yeah, so that, uh, but what was interesting, why I wanted to uh, talk about it was that yesterday um, I uh, left work early to come home because UPS uh, needed to drop off a package. Uh, I never really had to do that. I think because of the building I was at before, they both FedEx and UPS. No, I think I think it was just coincidental because anything I've shipped, I've never had to since moving in the in the place I was at before. I've never had to be there. I was always in the inside. But anyway, um, so I came home because they're like, hey, we're going to be there from two to, f we'll be there sometime between two to five. I'm like, all right, well, I'll go home with my work laptop and I'll do shit. But as I'm leaving work, the person calls, the intercom is connected to your phone. So when they call, somebody buzzes in for you, goes to your phone, and then you can let them in for your cell phone. But it was like 1.44 when I got the call. So I was really pissed. Like I was, I was fucking angry. I mean, when I got back, I just like I saw the slip, and I was just so mad. And I called, and I was like, I'm lodging a complaint. I he was not here. He came early, and he, and the guy, and the phone just kept saying, "Well, it's an estimated time." And I was like, "Okay, that is subjective nonsense." And I and I did say, I was like, "That could mean I he could come at 8 a.m." And you would say, give me that same excuse, you know, which is bullshit, but whatever. Uh, I ended up just going to UPS, but like a quarter to seven when they said that their particular truck would be there with it. And I go in and it's fucking packed. I mean, it was 15 minutes before it was closing, but everybody was there to pick up. And based upon the, uh, demographics of these individuals uh i would it would be safe to assume that everybody was there to pick up their new iphone because everybody in line was on their fucking phone uh yeah that was kind of unsettling i mean i accidentally left my phone in the car because i was using it uh to get to the ups store because i've never been there but um i'm just standing there and it was sort of kind of just I don't know, I guess it's that feeling of everybody's just glued to their phone and it was just depressing and 
sad and whatever. Um, but hey, what are you gonna do? Don't order. Don't order your nephew birthday presents. At the same time, a fucking phone that everybody blows their wad over or shoots their wad. You get blown and you blow. But you don't necessarily blow your wad. Um, anyway, uh, that's about uh, that's been going on. Um, going to see Amy Schumer tonight. So today's Saturday. I think I'm going to be I think I'm going to uh, post this uh, tomorrow. So it's in uh, available in iTunes by Monday. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, Rachel Feinstein is here, too, which I wish I would have saw. She would have been cool to see her last night because they, uh, they I don't know if they tra- have traveled together, but I know they did a special together, which I watched a few months ago, which, which was really funny. Um, but, yeah, my sister and her girlfriend and I are going to see Amy Schumer. Um, oh man, it would be so awesome to meet her. Uh, I really want just to tell her like I, I'm a huge fan, and also her, the season two of her new show is amazing. Not to say that I would say that season one was bad, but it was definitely they di- definitely tightened the screws on season two and found she found a rhythm and with the show, and I thought it was fucking uh, awesome. So, yeah, Inside Amy Schumer. I think they're filming season three. Or they will. No, because she's touring, obviously. They're not filming now. But, um, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so freaking cute to see Amy Schumer. Um, eh, fuck it. Let's get right into uh, uh, today's interview. Uh, is with a uh, friend, comedian, and improviser, Do We Love It? She does uh, comedy locally, as with everybody else. Uh, she's a really awesome person. She's one of the first people. Um, I think I so, uh, kind of got to know, um, not like naturally, but I took um, an improvising class with her. Um she did she uh her and a friend would uh have like one session type things at this uh local um place called the brainery uh i may have talked to her actually i think i started this podcast around the time i was doing that but uh anyway she um she's really great and yeah she was my coach um throughout this past season uh an improv uh so yeah i mean I talked to her a lot out, but that was probably one of the first people that I just sort of would congregate with uh, in sort of a uh, teacher-pupil type way. (laughs) Not really. I mean, she was my teacher, but... Uh, Yeah, she's... uh, I wanted... um, When I was thinking of the next interviewer, um, I realized that... I mean, I thought of her because I asked her a few weeks ago, but I really also wanted to um, sort of expand uh, the idea of mental health uh, or just get, get away from the area it's not not that I've been talking about has been negative but I wanted to kind of get away from mental health issues and sort of go the other way and, and sort of positive or at least you know try because she's a very she's very 
very welcoming as as I say at the beginning of the interview. She's very very radiant and very bright and very positive welcoming per, welcoming person. And um she yeah. Um so we I mean we talk about some shit. I mean uh everybody has their you know their stuff, but uh I just really wanted to talk to her. I I just wanted to share too with her that you know that she uh is a really great person. She's very kind and um very very funny. She's great. And a very good improviser. Um but yeah, I just I always find myself uh assessing people. Um not not necessarily judging, but uh there are people who who are always smiling and come off as if they are nice, but you at least for me, I really can tell if somebody is a lot of the time. I know that's not always true, you know. People always change uh, my perspective on them if I talk to them a lot. But <clears throat> uh, there are people, though, I know, you know, after speaking and with them for a little while that, okay, this is not real. You're just really a, sh- you're just real shitty person on the inside. I mean, uh, there's somebody like that I work with. I cannot stand because she is just very fake and just puts a smile on it. It's very, very unsettling. I hate it. I really dislike people like that. And I had, I had a professor like that in college that was just fucking horrible person on the inside, but she would attach the smile to it. I guess um, it just popped into my head. That I guess a good um, uh, representation of that, I forget her name. Um, she is a uh, character actress. I'm going to look it up. Uh, she was, she's been in stuff like Donnie Darko, um, I believe she actually was just, I don't know if she's a recurring character or was just in a particular episode, but she was in, um, uh, the mini project, um, she, eh, anyway, she was in Donnie Darko, she played that, that horrible teacher, um, and the one that says it's a kind of a popular um uh gif uh or at least a picture on uh tumblr it's uh she's just standing at the door talking to his mother and she's like i doubt your commitment to sparkle motion um and what is her name uh uh beth grant uh I don't know if you really need to know that, but, um, anyway, yeah, she, she just has, she's really good at playing that person that has, I don't know, who who thinks what she's doing is, is good, but it's really awful and just is very close minded. And anyway, that's kind of like the best way I can explain, um, how these people are. And I really, I don't know. No, thank you. I don't want none of that. Um, but yeah, do we, yeah. And I also kind of talked about how I'm not a spiritual person, but I always feel like there is sort of a energy in people that is very, like I said, a million times, (laughs) she's very welcoming. She's just very, uh, I don't want to say it's maternal. It's not a maternal thing. I mean, there's other people, other comedians that, um, uh, do they also have a very nice personality? They have, you know, you feel you just feel like you can talk to them. You don't have to turn any of your 
personality switches off or whatever it is. Um, but yeah. Why don't we, uh, what? I stopped talking because I'm kind of talking a little bit about the interview. Why don't we, uh, take a, take a listen. Okay, here's my interview with Do We Love It? my favorite pretty colors yeah in cardigans in cardigans that's a it's a new band I'm starting in cardigans in cardigans and colors that'll be good yeah there'll be tambourine I'm sure <laughs> tambourine there'll be no string instruments or things that you can't play with mittens on no mm -mm. maybe a wooden block Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we might as well get started. Alright, I'm ready for this. Alright, do we? We're already recording. I tricked you. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, how are you today? I'm good. How yeah. are you? I'm doing well. I, uh, I took a half hour nap, and usually those are my quick little cat naps, but I woke up confused. Oh. Not knowing what day it was. I happen to have me a lot. Really? A lot. That usually happens with like two or three hour naps. I was just telling somebody like, I woke up, I was kind of sweaty, and I was like, 5.20 a.m.? The sun is out. I was like, did I drink last night? What time did I go to bed? What did I watch on TV? And I went, no, it's still still Wednesday. Just took a nappy. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know, I've been uh, interviewing a lot of people and talking about mental health. But I realized the other day that I've been, I feel like I haven't been broadening the scope of mental health. I think I've been mostly focusing on um, sort of the, not necessarily darker side, but a lot of the people. And I was thinking like, I really want to talk to Dewey because you have a very, uh, I like to think of myself as reading people very well. And you were probably one of the first people I met in the comedy scene and you had a you have a very welcoming and positive energy like I'm not a very spiritual person but I just feel like you give off a very welcoming good vibe good do, that's do, nice do you get that a lot do people tell you I mean yeah. I mean you are a positive person but do you yeah people tell me a lot that I uh, am like a kindergarten teacher type of vibe <laughs> like I just uh, some people get overwhelmed by my really uh, but that's the other part of it is that you you're not an overwhelming person like there are those that are very embraceive and maybe in your a little... face with their intensity smile and right that. yeah but you you don't you're you're very lax I actually try to dial it down really sometimes um, mostly just because you know who's not insecure about things mm -hmm. uh, I just don't want to bother anybody right and I know that when I get excited, I get, it's like excitement gets me excited and then I get more, uh, like, let's all be a group of smiling people. That's, yeah, no, that's not a bad thing. I, the other day I actually, uh, I was in this really weird, but it was a good mood where I just like wanted to pay everybody that walked by me compliments. Oh, that's nice. And not that that's rare, but I feel like a lot of the time it's more the, ugh, there's a, 
Look at that couple. Being, yeah. Oh, cool. Forget that, but no, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I give off. Like I was talking with John a couple weeks ago, and he said when he first met me, he, he thought I didn't like him. And I began questioning, like, do I come off as like a stern, reserved person? But someone who's scary. Yeah. I don't remember what I first thought of you. Hmm. I think. Well, I think to be honest, since I met you in comedy, I mm -hmm. probably just was like, well, he's a boy who does comedy. He's probably awful. I'll just give him oh, some time. <laughs> I was like, oh. I'll just see how he is in the next couple of weeks, and then I'll, then I'll just say. <laughs> uh, it's probably nice, though. Yeah. I just, I have a pretty mean prejudice. That, I mean, it's not unwarranted. I mean, is that just with comedians in general, or is that just with men, or just um, with people? I think that uh, this is awful, but comedy has taught me that I need to discriminate against the men in comedy, because if you don't, you can end up in dangerous situations. Mm. Um, so that's too bad, because most men aren't evil or mean or uh, rapey or sexually aggressive. No, but, but, yeah. But there's the couple that are that you just can't, you can't fall for the, hey, do you want to grab coffee and write jokes together? That's yeah. not a thing. That's dangerous. No, I mean, I get that with men in general. I wouldn't necessarily say, now that I know most people in the scene, I mean, we all have our different, you know, flaws or whatever, Or yeah. but it's definitely not like that. General or maybe maybe just I'm maybe I'm prejudiced because I'm a guy and I can't fully see everything. But I, I like yeah. to think of myself as very respectful. Well, no, I just I I, I can get tell the by the type of guys. Yeah. Um. By the way, this is Dewey Love It. I don't think I even said your last name. Oh, hey everyone. Uh, she is a very funny comedian and improviser. Mm -hmm. I think one of the first people I got to know, but in sort of a I don't want to say professional, but you, I mean, you taught some of those classes at uh, Brainery for improv, and then yep, and then at the and, space. Yeah, and you were my improv coach. Yeah, Coach Dewey. Oh, I love it. I miss it. Do you miss it? I mean, or I, do you still? I mean, you still do some. I still do improv when it's available to mm -hmm. do, but uh, the scene it has dissipated a little bit because our venue is yeah uh, being temporarily removed. Right. We tried to move. Right. Now we're homeless, and you really can't cultivate an improv scene without a Yeah, scene. I heard there was a new, uh, another new, um, I was talking to Tyler a few weeks ago when he was here, I forgot where he said it was, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, there is a place that they've been doing things over the summer, and I can't think of where it was, but it was, I don't remember. Oh, okay. There was an opportunity, but it was very small, and mm. I never got to go. Okay. Well, to go back, um, I feel like the only person that I kind of got that vibe from, and I'm not saying someone currently, but when that, that guy that like, I used to do a lot of open mics that <laughs> went to jail for robbing three banks. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep, he was very shady. Yeah. He was awful. Yeah. He was, I could, I'll call him aggressive. He was. Yeah. He was no, I think, I think you and maybe other people told stories like yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I think for the most part, where everybody's just regular fucked up. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Everyone's at least that. So, um, do you, do you find yourself naturally a, like a very warm and welcoming person, or do you think it was part of your upbringing? Where, where does that stem from? Okay. So I just looked for angry people to like get excited about rage with. Okay. So intense feelings, I guess. Yeah. In and either direction. So I um over the years tried to like swing it in the other direction mm -hmm. because um it's just it's just easier mm -hmm. on other people and me. Right. I, I don't want to swing this in the darker direction, but do you feel as though um you may have had some emotional, not issues, but... Um, like some struggles? Yeah, I mean, or do you think it was just part of, you know, going through the hormonal changes and being a teenager? No. Because, I mean, I definitely, definitely relate to the intensity of being angry, but then also very, very happy and embraceive. I am, I am familiar with. I'm a friend of depression. Okay. I've gone through that a couple of times, mm -hmm. um, including very recently. And I've been in and out of counseling. And one of the things that my counselor and I have talked about is how I'm very black or white. I'm just so explosively really? okay. I either love something or I hate something or something's the greatest thing in the world or I could die from it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just honestly practicing the color gray. Okay. Um, because I think too happy can be as dangerous as too angry. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely, that's part of <clears> the <throat> issues I have is the very black and white. That's why I find as though sometimes I'm very good at my job because I'm about, do, you're doing something right or you're doing something wrong. There is no, yeah. right? And it, it can get, it could be very flustering. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because if you get so excited and happy about something and then it doesn't go perfectly right, no, no, then yeah. you explode in the other direction. Mm -hmm. That's what I have had a tendency to do. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, recently, uh, well, not recently, but like a lot of the things I've been doing, um, I guess one of the first things I was trying to work on as myself is to not get <clears throat> overly dreadful or overly optimistic about a person, event, opportunity, or something because... If it goes in the opposite direction, it's a huge letdown. Right. But I mean, at the same time, the other way, if something you're expecting is going to be bad and it's really amazing, then it's good. But um, I find that you ha it's its all about maintaining a, a good balance. Yeah, to stay steady. Yeah, because I'm going on vacation next week. Ooh. And not that I'm not allowing myself to... Like, I am very excited, but I don't know. I'm trying not to go too crazy so you in case something happens I yeah. you know I, I just kind of deflate you can't make up wild unrealistic exactly. assumptions in anticipation exactly do you find yourself doing that a lot kind of building big scenarios up in your head like oh it's gonna be amazing I'm gonna be doing this this and this and everything's gonna be perfect yeah and just I overwhelm myself that way because even like 
the plan to, I want to eventually move to New York City, but right. sometimes I build it up to be so big mm -hmm. that then I think, how could I possibly do this? And then I sabotage it completely. Um, even if I was excited about all the good things it could bring me. I just think, yeah. it's too many things. I don't care if they're good or bad. I can't have any of them. Right. Yeah, I always think about New York since everybody's been moving down there. And it, I mean, it really scares me just because of how many of people go there to do it. And it, it's, it, it's ground zero for, you know, performance and right. comedy. And I don't know, it seems a bit competitive. And I'm very, this is something that I'm trying not be competitive yeah, yeah yeah it's I don't know I, I read a quote to just today that I liked and really? it said um, I will excel but I will not compete and I thought that's a nice way yeah, to look at it. it it is yeah I try to I always love that I um it was a quote today um it was from Jim Carrey I think it was this year he he gave a commitment speech I, I don't know which college but he talked about how when his dad lost his job he said he, he would have been a wonderful comedian but he took a safe job as an accountant and after 12 years of loss and him and his family they were poor for a while so they had to struggle to survive but he's like I learned a lot from my father and um, I'm not getting this completely on side but he's like he's like things go either like you can fail whether you tr you know you be safe or you, you try for your, whatever you want to do I know this quote that you're trying to say. You could fail at doing something you don't like. So yes. Why not do what you love? Exactly. I think that is brilliant and yeah. something to stick with. Mm -hmm. And it's always stuff like that I have to keep reading, keep reminding myself, because I want to move next year, too, just mm -hmm. the other way, not down. And I uh, want to um, have to remind myself, like, I can't let my fears... Or uh, another, Actually, another quote I read today was... Um, what is it? Something like being safe or reason can often hide itself as fear. Or it, it's oh, actually um, right. really bad at remembering. Reason can disguise itself as fear? Yeah, or something the like opposite. that. Well, yeah. I, maybe it was Facebook. Well, sometimes when you try to be too reasonable, you end up scaring yourself. Oh, you yeah. You need to just drop reason and follow through on your passion and your purpose. Right, yeah. Because I got some really good news at work today. And my reaction like within the first few minutes was oh my god this is amazing I've been waiting for this but then I went I don't think like it it was a mixture of is this really what I want but at the same time like this doesn't change my plans on wanting to pursue yeah. pursue comedy and performing at all like it, it like it didn't because I found myself in the past always when like building things up in your head when good things happen you kind of like you make all these crazy plans and you kind of forget really what your focus is so right but it's so important to stay focused on the moment you're in right now mm. this is mm -hmm. something that when I'm the master of it I feel so healthy but basically you know that you're not in New York City right now so just make the best of what oh, you're yeah. doing right now and you have a better position so don't let your future get in the way of right yeah. now right yeah I'm guilty of that sometimes. I mean, it's... I think every everybody has that. Mm -hmm. It's... I mean, if you were to go up to the most laid-back person who lives in the moment, like, there's got to be a, a moment that they kind of think about the past or the future. I mean, it's... Right. We're human, but it is 
for someone like me who thinks too much about perspective things or dwelling on things, kind of could lose focus on the present. So, New York, that's so fun. Um, And we did talk about this many months ago, actually. Yeah. Um, Do you have a, like, a dead set time on when you're going to... Of dead set times in the past couple years, and I still haven't made a move. Right. But the thing is, is that I would set a deadline goal without making any plans to get there along the way. So I think this round is different, and I don't have a dead set goal. I just have an ASAP as soon as I have what I feel like is enough money. Right. Um, I don't foresee myself being here any more than a year because mm-hmm. I think I would go insane. Yeah, I'm beginning to go through that even after finishing school and like doing all this now and it's like okay I think I'm ready to, to move on but I feel like that's also part of our generation and I, I think I was listening <laughs> I need to stop saying I was listening to a podcast the other day but <laughs> I find that the referential in everything I talk about but somebody was talking about um, uh, they were um where was I going with this? Man, this is the second time today. I completely lost You're my train of thought. talking about going to New York City and how it's part of our generation. Oh, I'm, yes, that's right. Um, we, we want things faster, or um, we want to make changes like that. Like, for instance, comedy, going to the next level and being better. I think right. we kind of... It's not necessarily uh, like a privilege-based um, right. merit. It's more self I guess more self awareness, more criticism, more just I wanna I wanna be better. I don't know. Yeah, you just wanna get down there and get in front of that crowd mm-hmm. and suffer through that. Um so that you can get to the like if you're feeling like you're a good comedian in Rochester, good mm-hmm. for you, but that doesn't mean that right. much. So scoot on down to New York, you have to put in another like years oh, before absolutely. anybody notices yeah. you, let alone thinks you're good. Yeah. So I just want to hurry up and start my. I know. Start my time. That's why I now, now that I'm more comfortable uh, with performing now, um, yeah, I am like okay. I feel like I'm late in the game to this. Me being, too. Being 25 and Me start too. when I started, it's like. Ugh. Yeah. There's there's people my age that are like performing. Doing it. Oh my god! Yeah. Yep. It's so intimidating. It is. Yeah, I know. I that's another thing I let is age. Need, is, yeah. Yeah. There's 20 year olds out there killing it, but they maybe you'll just win yourself a 25 year old crowd. Yeah, like that, that that one kid that just got signed to SNL. He's like 20. He's literally 20 years old. Uh, the stand up comedian and they um. It's pretty cool. That's um actually I've always wanted to do stand up. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I thought about doing it, but I thought. Well, that's too ridiculous, and I don't know how to go about it. So right. I just didn't bother and assumed it was unattainable to even do an open mic until I was 23, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I finally just went for it to get it off my bucket list. When What did you do first, improv or stand-up? Improv for almost a year before I got up the nerve to do stand-up. So you were around 22 when you yeah. when you started doing imp- improv? Yes, I Okay. Think um... Can I ask how old you are? I'm sorry. I'm 25. I, okay. Wow. I. Why did I think I was? 
I think I think everybody is like RJ's at like like twenty like or Jacob are like twenty. Twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, oh, a lot of people think I'm twenty-two-ish. Oh, really? Because I have such a little baby face <laughs> and a squeaker voice and all that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, um, did you, did you have any influences in your life to to push you into maybe doing improv or stand-up, or is it just something you felt deep down, but there wasn't really anything to in your life to kind of say, hey do it no yeah. I just sort of felt there maybe was one it was more like a who is more the devil than God we'll say that and I'll explain it in a minute but mm-hmm. I um, I basically have always known that I wanted to and figured out, like I would be good enough at it to not be embarrassed all the time so I finally just signed up for an improv class I did that when I had this is what was going on in my life. I had just did my first semester at St. John Fisher College, mm-hmm. and I hated it. I have never, ever, before or since, been in a place where I felt more like I didn't fit in. People were mean to me, to my face, and it was really confusing because no one's just ever really been outright mean to me before. I mean, like, they made fun of my hair and my clothes, and it felt weird because I thought... I didn't know people really did that. I right. didn't know people really made fun of people's hair and their clothes to their face and with sincerity. So, um, so I went, they were just all really the athletic type and I had my hair dyed like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> Which I thought we were I'm all cool that. with each other, but, but I guess we just weren't. And I also felt like it wasn't a very strong academic school. So it was that going on I went for one semester and then decided I would never go to school again and then I broke up with my boyfriend the devil who I mentioned earlier Mm. who was I was 21 he was 33 he had been my teacher once um he was so mean to me he was cruel he always pushed me down he destroyed my confidence for maybe a lifetime I don't know if I've rebounded fully and that was years ago so I finally broke up with him and I quit St. John Fisher and I just was feeling powerful and I said I'm never going to school again I'm never dating again um and I'm taking improv I'm taking welding and I'm taking a sewing class and I will find my career some other way right and I didn't date for the year I in hindsight I realized I dated Jesus I didn't know I was doing it at the time but Anyone who like hit on me or asked me out, I would say, "Well, I'm so committed to the Lord right now that I really just oh, don't okay. have time for you." Um, and they would be creeped out, and they would go away. So it worked out. I didn't realize <laughs> how well that was working for me. Wow! So you are very black and white. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, if anyone pushed me into doing improv, it was the guy who pushed me to like try not to do anything I loved. We actually, can I tell this little No, please, 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 please. He, I can't really express how mean he was to me. He was always just putting me down and um, really, like, emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And um, the breaking point of all the things that he said to me and did to me physically, the breaking point was finally, um, 
on the phone one night, I said something, I was being silly, and he didn't laugh, and I was like, come on, I'm funny, and he was like, you're not funny, and you're not fun, and I was like, I am funny, and I just said, you know what, if you don't think I'm fun, then you're not in love with me, and also, if you don't think I'm funny, you are stupid, so... He said, you can't break up with me on the phone. And I said... Oh, that. I said, okay, you're right. Because he was just in control of me at that moment. But uh, the next couple of days, I finally went over and broke up with his face. And it was a, it was a good day. That's good. Yeah. It was victorious. Yeah. You're a trooper. Yeah. And then I started doing comedy. So I cannot... I can't even place my finger on what... I relate to that story and a lot of this what you were saying about um, college. Like, when I transferred after MCC, that's when I realized, like, look, when I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to be a math teacher, and blah, 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 and then I go to this college. I love math. I miss it. (laughs) But uh, I've been loving this more. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, and when I transferred, like, I didn't know anybody. It was a Fredonia. Uh, so it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, not necessarily antisocial, but I wasn't comfortable with who I was. Mm-hmm. I did date somebody who wasn't maybe as bad as the person you were saying, but uh, they were very opinionated and uh, not a... Maybe pushy. Uh, yeah. And, uh, like, when I had panic attacks before couple years before I even knew what those were mm-hmm. where I'd have moments she would yell at me and like oh, say, calm no. down like yeah it was that was very I mean okay, it was ugh. that is relatable and, but also but to go back to what you were saying it was like I wasn't a very confident person and this mm-hmm. person not necessarily completely controlled me but they had the upper hand so to speak absolutely and manipulative I'm sure um yeah yeah, I mean, a lot of my friends, I guess, n- knew that she, w- guess, was doing other things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's over. But um, yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't really reach your welding knitting point until like last year when I was just working, and I've always loved comedy. I've always loved being goofy and funny. I've always have ideas to do things. And didn't really start like doing that until last year when I'm just working and I'm losing my mind because I'm not I'm not doing anything I'm just working going home and oh yeah that hurts hanging out with my parents which I didn't want to t- <laughs> I was like I was at that po- age where I was like okay I'm ready to get out so yeah yeah but yeah so would you say that you um, see yourself as a much stronger person and I mean that because we didn't really have other hands. Mm-hmm. so to speak, to pull us out of the, the trudgery. Yeah. I I mean, my best friend Caitlin sort of... Okay, so you did have some support. Me. Yeah. Well, she was trying to tell me, like in that relationship, for example, she was trying to tell me that it was dangerous, but he already had me. Mm. She couldn't really say anything, and honestly, he, he blocked her out of my life eventually. I just barely saw her anymore. We've been best friends since kindergarten. Is this the same? This is Caitlin, who you know. Okay, okay. And obviously, we never stopped being friends.
friends. It's just that I would go months without seeing her, talking to her, and not realize it. Um, so she's always been a, a steady, I don't know, positivity magnet. Yeah, she's a very um, good, positive person as well. So there was that. I feel like I was going to see something else. Oh, but that, um, even though, so we'll say I broke up with him, mm-hmm. dated Jesus for a year, mm-hmm. started doing comedy, and then honestly became probably the worst person I've ever been in my life, which is the person you know now, which I realize doesn't sound <coughs> right. Um... Because it's not like I'm mean or horrible. No, no. But, I mean, given that what you've told me and what you've told me in the past, I do see a, a reserving nature, but not... Like you said, I mean, there's a lot of shitty people in this world. Yeah. So it's not... And also, because, you know, the way things are now, men take advantage of women, and I would definitely have that. I mean, I already am an un- can be an untrusting person. Um... So that's definitely um, makes sense. Even um, even beyond that vindictive attitude, I think it's just the worst thing I've done is just I haven't been. I don't think I've given myself the opportunity to be honest about who I am all over because I just stopped being comfortable. Like I said, I that guy destroyed my confidence more than I even realized, you know, years later. Because as soon as I got distracted by something other than being obsessed with Jesus, I just sort of made decisions that I didn't think were very me. I drank a lot. I was, like, vaguely promiscuous, just doing things that I was not proud of. So I've only just, in the past couple of, well, maybe almost in the past year, have worked on cleaning it up and narrowing out who I really am. Well, would you say that sort of, uh, we could just say experimentation for sure, but like, do you yeah. see, do you view that as a bad thing, or were you just reaching to do these things to distract yourself from deeper issues? Because, I, to be honest, I, I've been doing that this past year, but at the same time, time becoming a different person and that you know just because I was very much just by circumstance uh, was always the type of person who would date and have relations with people in the dating situation but moving out and going out more and being more social I had to retrain myself not like forcing but like I think I want to be like I want to I want to be more open and be open with myself and maybe my body and just have, you know, just be appropriately, you know, but, um, but I often, but like that part of old me was like, kind of like, you're not a, you're not a really good person anymore. And there was a very, there was a period of time where I'm these different, I don't want want to say personalities, but these two ideologies, I guess the old and the new were kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, when I was I think because I was not, I wasn't paying attention to myself when I was mm-hmm. doing all kinds of weird things. So it's it didn't feel like identity exploration. It felt like just pretending other things weren't happening. It felt like pretending that I I don't know. I didn't have any value in myself, so I just trashed myself. Okay. I just, all right. So then, it yeah. wasn't like 
like libertine sex. Okay. It was yeah. like, well, I'm drunk and he's already on it, so. Okay. It was just kind of. So not necessarily. Just doing yeah. what's easy, mm-hmm. um, and trying to fill voids, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which sounds so cliche, but that's. No, it makes sense. I mean, I, I definitely had those moments too. Mm-hmm. Like, I had horrible confidence. I mean, I, I st- like, I'm at this point now, finally getting over it and being like, you know what? I look good. I feel good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not a douchebag. I'm yeah. not like a really shitty person in yeah, that respect. You have value. Yeah. So, shut up, Kyle. That's saying, yeah. uh, you know. Um, it's just weird. You have to shush your naughty self all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I do tell myself to shut up quite and often. Naughty self isn't like drinking and crazy. No, self. no, no, no. Naughty no. self is self that shames you for doing things that you think are nice and fun. Yeah. And safe. If you're doing dangerous things, you oh need no, to yeah. Shame but it was like you weren't really not that drinking and being involved with people is living, but like I was just not allowing myself have fun or be social and I don't know I I often wonder too if if you know doing stand-up and maybe some improv really kind of was sort of the key to opening that because I'm already like for months was pushing myself to do something I was uncomfortable with and already had you know confidence issues but once I started getting more comfortable with that I was like oh I think I can I think I can do I can do this and I think I could do that too so if comedy does this for you when I first started doing stand-up it forced me to figure out my identity real quick because you have to know your voice and I all of a sudden I feel like I had an identity crisis and I was like who am I representing right now yeah I to be honest with you I'm still struggling with that because I don't I don't really like the material I do I feel feel like I could be deeper okay or I don't see that I don't I feel like there's so much potential for what I can do I mean just in general anybody can but you know there's a lot of character based comedians who yeah. are very different off stage but also like following people like Louie or listening to Tig Notaro's special where she talks about her cancer like I cried and laughed throughout that whole thing and like there was more like the it's so it, moving. It is so moving, but she would immediately snap into being hilarious. Like yes. I, she has, and it's yeah, it's just difficult when you're constantly listening to different comedians or watching, and you're trying to not copy, but trying to like what what am I more like? And that's what I've been struggling with. But the, with me, it was getting the confidence to put on my shoes and coat and go out the door and go to these places. But now, like. I mean, I have to structure myself more because I've been letting myself be a little more loose and just be like, oh, I'll play with it on stage. But yeah, now it's just like, it's I don't have that anxiety anymore. And it's so refreshing. Ah, oh, that is good. And, and I think the point where I, I think, more or less reached that was doing the Funniest Person contest. Like, oh, okay, being yeah. in, in an actual room of, I don't know, 100-ish, yeah. little less people. Yeah, mostly strangers. Yeah, but, and then just be like, this is... This is feeding me, mm-hmm. like, like I'm the goo in Ghostbusters too. Like I'm just growing off all this energy. Like, yeah. even though they're strangers, but I think that was a point where I was like, I, okay, I'm now over the performance sort of anxiety, but 
I mean, I still have my moments where, like, I was coming here for about a month and I just, like, ugh. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm gonna. I should expect that to come and go as with anything. It, not everything is gonna be hilarious and perfect, but. But as you get funnier, your bombs will still hurt you the same, but the audience will notice them less. Mm-hmm. So as you get funnier, your worst bomb is might still be an okay mm-hmm. set. Yeah, and yeah, and shrugging those off too definitely mm-hmm. has kind of hardened me more as a person. Yeah. Um. I think I, I feel like this is good. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is a good good point. You've been about forty minutes. Cool. Um, I was actually thinking about when I was before I messaged you the other day. I was thinking about who I want to interview next, and I was thinking about you. And then I was thinking about your one joke about the, how you make the fans. Yes. And, but then I kind of like as a joke in my head, not in a weird way, but I was like translating that into flash dance. But in the sense of you making, like, I'm just picturing you in, like, a gray sweatsuit with a red bandana and just like, oh. And then you're getting out and you're doing comedy instead of dancing. Uh, but there's yeah. no water. <laughs> that would be, that would be, um, make it feel more glamorous. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything you want to end on? Any positive notes? I mean, if this is, if this is the not good Dewey, as you say, I mean, you're a wonderful person. You're very nice. You're very kind. You're not abrasive at all. Oh, I, I always that. like when I made that joke a few weeks ago about how, oh, you're so great. I just want to punch you. Like I meant that. Like I've been talking to somebody recently, and like I like you so much. I just you want just to rip wanna, your arm off. Yeah, just want to squeeze you. But yeah, but not in. Explode. Yeah, but in a That's but in a positive way. Yeah. So I don't think you're okay. at all. I think you. I think your precautions are absolutely. Yet, unfortunately, necessary in this yeah. particular time. Yeah. But. But I'm learning them better. Yeah. Any. And what? You want no. To hear yeah. A quick positive note. Sure. Go. Yeah. So as far as it's stereotypical of comedy and comedy clubs to be kind of anti-women, whatever, like uh, yeah. just kind of not anti-women, but just less supportive of women. And I, comedy grew up in clubs that are very typical of that, where they. Um, <laughs> I feel like you can only name one. I can only think of one place really in this area. One club that's sort of past Rochester, you know. Anyway, I've also been working, or only been working, at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo a lot lately. I need to get over there. I really destroyed my goals this summer. Oh, we can do it. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but I did not force myself to go out there. Oh, we'll make it. We'll we'll carpool. I will absolutely. But you live in between, so we yeah. have to... Yeah, so a crew can come to my house, and then I yeah. take them the other half. Yeah, no, I would love to do that. I, oh, I've been wanting to go to Helium, and everybody, and Dario and other people talk about how, how awesome great. it is. I mean, I've been there, but... Oh, yeah, I saw you for um, when you opened with That's Tom. Right. It was a really nice room, and it was... Yeah, I liked it. And the manager there is fantastic. Yeah. And one night when I was hosting an open mic there, this guy, this so-called comic, was really disgusting to me like so explicitly disgusting on stage or like in on person stage, okay his whole bit became about what he wanted uh. to do to me he was so disgusting that all the other comics were horrified and charlie came to the green room to make sure i wasn't crying which i wasn't because i'm like this is just normal but i kind of complained about it just in general and on facebook and then word got back to the owner, Andy, that I was not a happy girl. And he said, if anything like that happens, 
you tell me because I don't want people like that at my club. Oh, that's awesome. That's so supportive. Like, what? I was yeah. like, you don't know how unusual you are, and I appreciate you so much. You don't much. know how normal you are. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I did not expect this. That's I didn't so cool. Tell you because that I makes me want so much support. Yeah, and you saying that really like, not that it didn't earn me points, but like, but the whole club setting, I absolutely understand. You're kind of around people very opposite of like that or people that just are kind of on play yeah. stop rewind and just there isn't much energy from their performance and it is kind of just like and like I don't want to keep, keep going back to it but I, I don't care um, the show we did not we the do um, the goo house show over the summer was so amazing because it was not a club setting. We were, everybody that performed was hilarious. It was different, it was fun. There were a lot of younger people there that were having fun, and it was just, it was just perfect in my head. And there was just people that I you know, went to school with that were really cool. It was just like the perfect, and I just was like, I want that all the time. Yeah. It was Definitely. a fun, inspiring show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any, anything you want to send off on? Any good notes? Any, any uh, thoughts? No, I okay. don't know. Not really. It's easy to be nice. Guys, do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anything you want to plug? For yeah. Chance? What do I want to plug? I'll tell you what. The Wham Bam Story Slam is yes. coming up on September 26th. No. Is this going to be out before then? Oh, are you oh yes. Yeah, okay. I said no because... The last two or three, I've been doing things, which is rare because I, I never really do things. On, right? But that's the day I will be arriving in L.A. Yay! Yes. No, yes to that. But yeah. I keep missing the slams, which I thought was a lot, so much fun. Uh, well, but please proceed with it 26th. Starts, starts at 7.30 on the 26th. It's a Friday. The theme is Charge. Charge. And the show is free. And there are cookies. And it's BYOB. Just come and have fun and tell... Or to that's at the Brainery? It's at the Brainery. In, in Village, Village Gate Rochester. in Rochester. Well, do we... This was... This is... This is... This is, uh, this is strike two as an amazing interview. I had a lot of fun. I really enjoy talking to you. Good. I think we have a lot... A lot similar. To oh, yeah. That. Yeah. And I relate to a lot of what you say, so I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks. I appreciate let's, this happening. Yeah, let's uh, end it on that. Let's do some comedy. Yay! Bye. I'm back. We're back together. We're here doing this thing together. You're listening. I'm talking to you. What did you think? Hmm? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Dewey is awesome. You should go to her show if you live in Rochester. Uh, the... Um, Rochester uh, Brainery, always, she's always hosting the Wham Bam Story Slam. Um, there was another thought, actually, yesterday I had, um, before I was leaving, uh, to go to the store, the um, or go back home, I should say. Um, somebody I was talking with outside, uh, whose mother just passed away, uh, he said something that was um, I didn't really expect. He he's kind of similar to me. He's not 
And he's a really nice guy, but he doesn't, you know, kind of keeps to himself. And he was talking about, you know, he was sad and, you know, it was, wasn't, I mean, it was kind of a surprise, but it wasn't unexpected. She has dementia and, um, yeah, but he had said something. He goes, it's now odd to think about that I've just moved up in a generation, which I said, I stood there and went, you know, that's, and mostly it was internal, but I was like, that's a really good point. Like, I, that's something that you don't hear really people talk about. I mean, it's always, I feel like in conversations, because it's, you know, my age uh, range, but, you know, it's always marriage and kids, but when it, with, when it comes to uh, life events, um, but nobody ever really talks about um, that change in sort of your your place in in sort of a cross between you know family and, and culture sort of you know becoming the grand you now the grand person you know um, which I guess is similar to when like when I became an uncle when my brother and his wife had uh, my nephew it's like whoa I I am this is we're we're going we're going forward in time you know this is a this is a change um yeah that was just something i wanted to share um would have been cool to talk about it with him more but that was when i got the call i felt kind of bad because my phone was ringing i was like sorry i have to get this but yeah um and that really sucks I mean, you know, your mother passing away, not necessarily getting older. Uh, I often have those uh, moments where I'm like, am I old? Uh, but I don't really care. Most of it. It doesn't matter, you know. What is old, man? I should just have a segment in each episode where I just go. F <laughs> I just, I, I just turn into like. <laughs> philosophical hippie man what is age what is old old is just a construct man <laughs> oh boy um what do I want to talk about what are the things that I've been doing that I want to share to you my little uh media segment thing um I haven't really been reading I've been reading Wired as you know that's something I always read um, uh, yeah, I started reading an improvising book, but I don't really like it. I think I already shared that with you, uh, which I haven't read in a few weeks, but, um, podcast wise, uh, I haven't really, um, gotten to anything new, really. I, um, I think I talked about Jamie Radio last week or two ago, but, um, I haven't really... Listen to anything new. Uh, I've been really just catching up on podcasts, and I keep fucking ugh, because I fell behind when I moved. I've been falling behind in podcasting, which hasn't allowed me really to listen to some of the podcasts. I will be seeing it's Friday because I'm going to fucking LA, motherfuckers. Going to LA for LA Podfest with my friend Sam, who was, I believe, the first or second person I interviewed. Um, yeah, it totes excites for this totally awesome event. Um, yeah, uh, 
anyway, uh, uh, I'll get back to that. But uh, Wham Bam Pow is a podcast. I don't think I've plugged. Uh, I haven't really listened to it, but I'm wanting to because they talk about action films, action and sci-fi films, which is cool. Uh, the hosts, uh, oh fuck, there's, I know it's Rhea Butcher and Cameron Esposito, but there's a third person who I'm completely blanking on. I think I've already fucking plugged this, man. But whatever. I'm gonna talk about it again because I think, uh, I'm just, you know, who doesn't love Terminator? Who doesn't love Back to the Future? Who doesn't love Splash? <laughs> they talk about Splash. But I mean, I guess it is. No. No, it's fantasy, not sci-fi. It's fantasy comedy, Kyle. God, get with it, you dick. But yeah, uh, I think one of the episodes I never got to finish, I think they talk about the Expendables. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, I thought of that because... I just listened to Pete Holmes's um interview with Cameron. Uh that was a good episode to talk about uh um sex and um another sort of uh and I just talk about, you know, Cameron's life. She's a comedian, uh and also uh lesbian, so they talk about a lot of well, they talk about a lot of heterosexuality versus homosexuality thing, so it was really, really interesting. Um, but yeah. Uh, show. I did finish BoJack Horseman. That was amazing. I already t- mentioned that fucking last time, but uh, I did finish that. Um, uh, fuck, man. I already am starting to rewatch <laughs> Buzz Burgers. But hey, Fuck you, it's an amazing show. You should watch it. You know? You should totally watch it. Dolphinately. Um, I think I did talk about uh, Broad City. That was when I... I think I, wa- I watched that when I was sick last month. But that was fucking awesome, too. Uh, mm, 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 mm. That's not even a real song. I don't know. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of limping in the... Uh, suggesting of things because I'm, I'm that person that's like hey man you gotta watch this you really need to watch that I think I fucking annoy everybody with that but you know what I'm the type of person that doesn't I don't do the ugh what are you doing man you gotta fucking watch it get, why are you talking to me right now get the fuck out of here and watch it okay man just don't finish this conversation you should be walking away right now you're crazy for not watching it I don't do that I'm like if I know people really well, I'm like, hey, I just watched something. I guarantee you'll like it because you're this, you like this type of thing, and I think you would enjoy it. So, yeah. Um, trying to think of anything else. I don't really. I mean, that's it. I think that's it, guys. I mean, I'll kind of settle in to this place. Shit, shit's been going down, but I'm bouncing back, which um doesn't always happen but things are changing and I'm liking it and I'm gonna go on vacation from for like eight days Mm mhm yep podcast fest and I'm probably gonna try to bring my mic and try to sneak an interview I don't know how many people are going 
I'm sure it's primarily people in Los Angeles area. Um, but they have a little podcast lab. And uh, if you're an amateur or a professional podcaster, you can set up your shit and grab somebody and you can you know interview them. So, oh shit, that just reminds me. I have to get luggage from my parents' house because I don't have my own. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try to bring my mic and uh, my lap. My lappy. My mic and my lappy. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe I can get my exclusive my my exclusive interview with um Martin Scorsese no uh, with uh, Emily Gordon that would be awesome cuz i really want to pick her brain about certain things so yeah um so this will come out on monday i don't i don't at any rate that i would do another episode before i leave but hey, you never know. Maybe I'll do a mini one. I'll do a mini one. Maybe, hell, maybe I'll just do shit throughout my week and share my experience in L.A. and then Portland. Um, yeah, I really would like to do an open mic in Portland. That would be really fun. Um, but yeah. I'm going to go. I might clean some romaine. I may not. But I am going to listen to some more WTF who will be at the LA Podcast? Just saying, man. I'm just fucking saying. Um, maybe I'll shower. Although, Schumer is until 8 and fucking my shower now. Okay. So. Goodbye.